0: Good morning, everyone. I hope you had a restful Friday night's sleep so you can listen to your Saturday Select episode on sleepwalking. I myself was a bit of a sleepwalker when I was younger, and I talk about it in this very episode from August 24th, 2010. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works.
1: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. That makes this Stuff You Should Know. Um, The late night edition. It's late. How's it going, Chuck? Great. Awesome. Couldn't be better. How are you? Same. Just the same. So, uh, Chuck, I got a story for you. Let's hear it. Uh, Back in 1845... In a little town called Weymouth, Massachusetts, although in Massachusetts they probably pronounce it in some radically different way than it would be spelled. Weymouth. Walmouth or or Worcester or something weird like that. Um, There was a woman named um, Maria Ann Bickford and she was a prostitute. And she was discovered on October 27th of that year murdered and brutally murdered actually. Uh, And it was quickly traced back to a guy by the name of Albert Terrell. Jack the Ripper? No, but it was Ripper-esque. Her head was severed or almost completely severed. Yeah, and it was with the knife. Um, But the the reason everybody knew it was Albert Terrell was because that was her boyfriend. And he had left his wife for her. He was a wealthy guy in Massachusetts. And he left his wife to be with uh, Maria Ann Bickford. Um and he wanted her to quit the quit the job I guess you could call it I would say that too. Well, she didn't. She liked having a uh, an income because she didn't have to depend on any man for um, whatever she wanted, and she refused. Which and is
0: ironic, though, because she was depending on men.
1: Yeah, for yeah. Her income that is very ironic, actually. Yeah. Um, she uh, ultimately died was murdered. And it was Albert Terrell who who admitted to doing it, but he was sleepwalking, he said. It was a pretty thin case, but he was ultimately acquitted, even though he had set three fires in the brothel in an obvious attempt to cover up what he'd done while he was still supposedly sleepwalking. But the jury bought it, and one of the reasons they bought it was because it was a jury of wealthy white men who weren't about to put one of their own behind bars, Uh as big of a crook as he was. But secondly, because... In 1845, we didn't really understand sleepwalking. We didn't understand what people were capable of. We didn't understand how sleepwalking worked. And I know you sent me an article as recently uh, as a month or so ago. A guy in Arizona was acquitted of sexual assault because he was sleepwalking, right?
0: Yeah, it was Illinois, but um, that was today, the news articles from today.
1: Wow. Even so better. Even more recent. recent, which makes my point even more thorough, which is we don't understand sleepwalking too terribly much more than we did in 1845 as far as explaining why it happens, right? Right. Absolutely. But there are some really interesting aspects of this uh, this sleep disorder, which is called a parasomnia, right?
0: Yeah. It's, it's, that's one of many, but it's called uh, somnambulism specifically, sleepwalking is. And, uh, not to
1: be confused with botulism. No,
0: not at all. Uh, and there's an official definition if you want to look in a, in a mental health professional handbook called the, the DSM-4. D- yes, uh, you leave your bed while you're sleeping, and uh, you find it. Others find it difficult to wake you when you're sleep- uh, sleepwalking. You can't remember what happened afterward. Uh, you're confused when you wake up. You aren't suffering from dementia or anything else uh, physical. That's a big one. And it impairs your social life or work life or your life.
1: And that's for straight up sleepwalking. Yeah. there are Sleepwalking can be a symptom of uh, things like dementia or Parkinson's or something like that. But that's um, kind of significant. I should think that it's found in the DSM-IV, which is the psychological Bible. Right. right? So it's it's considered a disorder a a disorder of arousal I think is what it's called right Yes So chuck while you're
0: sleeping um when does
1: this occur when does it take place
0: Uh if you're an adult or actually kids too I think it occurs in the first third of your sleep which is the the non-REM sleep which is when your body is uh you're in your deepest state of sleep but your body is kind of awake. So you're tossing and turning a lot, but your brain is shut down. So it's sort of the opposite of REM sleep.
1: Right. You've got non-REM and REM sleep, right? And um, usually sleepwalking occurs during the deepest part, which is what's I think phase three or four or possibly three and four. When, uh, as Katie Lambert, who wrote this article, put it, um, the, with REM sleep, your brain's Active, but your body's not. With non-REM sleep, which is when sleepwalking occurs, your brain is just dead to the world, but your body's still moving around.
0: Yes. Which accounts for sleepwalking, right? Perfect recap.
1: Thanks. A lot.
0: Uh, And, you know, your brain is, is also resistant to arousal when you're asleep, so that explains why it's hard to wake somebody up when they're sleepwalking. But it's not dangerous, necessarily. No, and uh, that's a question that we should probably just
1: go ahead and answer. Should you wake a sleepwalker? You've, you've heard warnings against that kind of thing, I think, on everything from the Brady Bunch to Hawaii Five let's say. Okay.
0: Uh, myth. Yes. You can wake a sleepwalker, but the rule I put in is wake a sleepwalker like you would want to be waken just from bed. Don't go shaking them or anything. You wouldn't do that to somebody laying in bed asleep either. They'll probably have a heart attack. So be gentle and try and guide them back to the bed. If they wake up, that's fine. But it's not its not like a danger. They're not going to have a heart attack if they and die if they're awake uh, from sleepwalking.
1: No, but you could arouse their startle response, and um, they are going to be confused and not know what's going on. That's, like you said, one of the symptoms of sleepwalking. Um, but, if you do manage to get the sleepwalker back to bed and they lie back down, and that's it. you can pretty much rest assured that there's not going to be another incident like that because most people sleepwalk only once per night, interestingly
0: that's what they say, and thirty seconds to a half hour I've heard it even longer than that because yep. it it very much depends on what's going on or maybe what you feel like you have to get done while you're walking around in your sleep. Uh, you're going to be sort of zombified, but you're not going to be walking around with your arms out in front of you like in the movies. That's a bunch of bunk. Um, and you're probably going to be pretty clumsy, but you can still perform activities, which is kind of the weird thing about it. One of the weird things about it.
1: Right. You, you just perform them clumsily. or you I guess.
0: Oddly, I guess, is another way to put
1: it. Yeah. Um, and sleepwalking is one of these... It's a hilarious disorder, really, because it's not... Generally, that dangerous or doesn't have to be that dangerous. Although it can no, put you in dangerous yeah. situations, and people have been hurt um, in sleepwalking. But the idea of just you know interacting with somebody with a glassy-eyed look on their face, who's clumsily playing the guitar, right? It's that's a funny disorder. Yeah, it's I've, funnier I've than cancer. Chance, I haven't either. I've, I've never been much of a sleepwalker. I don't think I've ever sleepwalked.
0: Oh, I've sleepwalked, but I've never interacted with someone who was sleepwalking. Gotcha. So, yeah, I've done it myself, though. It's good. It's a lot of fun.
1: But it's one of these conditions where we have all this evidence and all this data. We just haven't been able to fully put it together to figure it out once and for all, which makes for a better podcast for us, right? Um, A little bit more uh, data that we have on it, Chuck, is that um, sleepwalking tends to run in families. Children sleepwalk more than
0: adults by far. Yeah, you're ten times more likely if your family... uh, if you have a family member who has sleptwalked, to be a sleepwalker yourself. So is it slept walked or sleepwalked? No, no, no. Slept walk. Sure, that sounds good to
1: me. We'll just call it SW past tense.
0: Uh, it more often is found in kids. Obviously, it's something you usually outgrow. Uh, more often, identical twins, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, well, gene expression and all. And uh, I think they said adults, two point five to four percent of adults. Sleepwalk, and this is—they're almost always uh, adults who sleepwalked as children. Right, and if you start sleepwalking for the first time as an adult, you might want to like get that checked out.
1: You definitely want to get that checked out because, again, it can be a symptom of another another problem like um, Parkinson's, uh, Alzheimer's. Um, severe stress, I think, has been associated with it. Not just in children, or not adults, but children, too. Yeah. Which I'm, I was kind of like, if you have a child who's suffering from sleepwalking and it's stress-related, what are you doing to your poor kid? To where you, yeah. the kid's suffering from such stress that he's running around at
0: night. You Absolutely. Know? I wonder what I was stressed about. I don't know, man. Uh, I find it odd that you haven't asked me about sleepwalking yet, even though I've said three times that I've sleptwalked. I'm trying to uh, drum up the tension. (laughs) Uh, They used to think that um, it was like an epileptic thing or hysteria. Well, it still is associated with epilepsy, actually.
1: Hysteria is kind of out the window, though.
0: Yeah. They still think it's caused by epilepsy, though? It's associated with it still, yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. We should change this article. (laughs) Uh, And like you said, no one knows exactly why it's happening um, but they can just say kind of what goes on when it does happen.
1: Right, right. We have all this information that hasn't been fully put together, which, again, I find fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chuck, um, what are some of the, I guess, competing theories for why we sleepwalk?
0: Uh, well, it's, a lot of people think it's just like you're in a transition stage between being awake and being asleep. So if you've got a dead brain – well, not dead – you've got a very sleepy brain and a very wired body, mm-hmm. uh, you could potentially get triggered. They, they think a lot of times, I saw this one study where um, they took 10 sleepwalkers and um, they, they kept them awake for more than 24 hours and then allowed them to sleep, and they found that a buzzer going off, 100%, all 10 people got up and sleptwalked when they heard this buzzer. Weird. After sleep deprivation and before during just regular sleep, uh, three out of ten were triggered by the buzzer. So they think that, like, any noise, like a dog barking outside could, like, wake you up, wake your body up, mm-hmm. and send you doing whatever. Good
1: to know. Yeah. Uh, and sleep deprivation is a uh, magic term as far as sleepwalking goes. They found that um, sleepwalking increases dramatically dramatically. In in studies, when they're sleep deprived, when the person's sleep deprived yeah. first, and they recommend also that if your kid um, is sleepwalking, you uh, should not only decrease their stress somehow, maybe let them give up the trumpet if they really hate it, right? Um, but also to get them on like a regular sleep schedule too. That that could be part of it as well. That they may just be sleep deprived and stressed out.
0: Yeah, adults for too. Little kids, faux show. Sure. Um the, another theory with the kids is that there's all kinds of crazy hormones being shot about the body uh during the night and that that may disrupt the kid and that's why that would explain why it like tapers off after puberty.
1: Yes. Um have you ever like done something say driving or walking or doing anything where you realized you got somewhere and you hadn't been paying attention you didn't really it wasn't like you were blacked out or you are oh, yeah. drunk or impaired or anything, but you were just distracted or doing something else. Daydreaming. Absolutely. So I would imagine that that has a lot to do with how we could possibly sleepwalk. It's like maybe more uh, basic part of our brain is activated. Right. Like the brainstem that controls like breathing, walking, that kind of stuff, correct? Right. So maybe it's all brainstem.
0: Makes sense to me. Uh, people have actually killed people in their sleep. Like you said, the first guy- uh, there was someone else who – and it de- kind of depends on the case from what I've seen. Some of them get acquitted. Some of them get convicted. Uh, one guy stabbed his wife 45 times, and he was convicted. Another guy uh, murdered his father, and he was acquitted. So I guess it's sort of a crapshoot. There hasn't been any – you can't go to a law book and say, well, we got We have the sleepwalking defense. Right. Like the insanity plea.
1: No, but um, I think that uh, you could probably find the same um – state witness or defense witness in the acquittals or, or um convictions. Yeah. I'll bet there's some like great professional witness out there who yeah. like can convince any jury that actually if you're sleepwalking right. you can't you can't possibly know what you're doing.
0: Right. Well the guy from Illinois last week that was acquitted was uh I think they proved that he had a long history of sleepwalking and this was some friend of his. He like went out drinking with her and slept crashed on her couch and then mm-hmm. He said he woke up to some guy punching him in the face. She said, that guy was the guy I called because you were assaulting me in my sleep. Right. And he was like, I didn't mean it. Right. And they said, okay. Yeah. It took him like a couple of hours or something to decide Yeah. the jury. Yeah, that was really fast. I thought so too.
1: That's what I'm saying. There has to have been somebody who convinced them and just laid it all out for them because it's not like the average juror knows a lot about sleepwalking. It's all, you know, the cabinet of Dr. Kelgari or- Right. Again, the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Who was who's, who's that? I don't remember. I what? just remember there was a sleepwalking episode, was it there? seems like. I could be making it up. Uh,
0: you talked about injury, and uh, I saw a study in England that 11% of uh, people that responded, sleepwalkers, said they have been injured, and it's usually like bruising or cuts, but I think 11% of that 11% actually broke bones. Wow. Which is not a happy way to wake up, I wouldn't no, think. No,
1: it's not. Sleepwalking is not the only parasomnia. Remember we called it parasomnia? Yeah. It's a sleep disorder. There are other parasomnias. And the first that I think we should talk about is called somnambulistic sexual behavior. Sleep sex.
0: Inexplicably abbreviated as SBS. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I wonder what the B stands for. I guess that's part of the ballistic. Maybe that's the Spanish... um, the Spanish abbreviation.
1: Perhaps it's somnambulistic behavior, sexual.
0: Yeah. So sleep sex or sex somnia is, I um, like Katie says in here. It's pretty much what you think. It's being asleep in the middle of the night and either you know masturbating or doing something to whoever is nearby. Right. Sexually. Yes. And again, that
1: can lead you to an assault conviction or. You could wake up very happy, depending on the situation. Yeah. Right? I guess so. And then, of course, there's the very, very famous sleep eating, which one generally associates these days with the um, sleep aid
0: Ambien, right? Yeah, eating all kinds of crazy things with Ambien. Like cigarettes and raw meat. I think we've talked about it before, it seems like. Yeah, we've talked about it. Uh, Kristen Conger wrote an article on it, and um, apparently the chemical zolpidem in Ambien like crosses the eating and the sleeping wires in like one in a thousand people and they don't know why but I also found another stat that said one in one percent of people have sleep eating disorders anyway so I can't you know
1: well there's reports of people who have been on Ambien and then switched to another well, similar yeah. drug and sure. it said that it all went away They're sleep eating, abnormal sleep behavior and then there was the first case of well the first documented case of a woman who was on Ambien Who sleep emailed, and I I can't stand the um, the term the media gave it, but z
0: mailing with three z's. Awful, yeah, it's completely awful. Uh, Yeah, that was pretty cool because she emailed. She fired up her computer in the middle of the night, logged in to the internet onto the internet. She had to uh, um, use her password too. Use her password and sent uh, several emails that apparently were a random mix of upper and lower cases and they were written in some strange language. Although when I read the first email, it didn't seem very strange to me at all. Uh, No, it said, um,
1: (laughs) this is a quote, come tomorrow and sort this hellhole out. Dinner and drinks, 4 p.m. Bring wine and caviar only. That seems like a very normal email to me.
0: Right. I've sent that same, very same email before.
1: (laughs) What about the second one?
0: Yeah, one said, what the... Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. I think, but it was the mix
1: of... All caps and lower case that really just kind of... That had to be a little off-putting to see that. That looks like brain damage. Yeah. You know? It's like brain
0: damage in text form. She's probably seen a doctor by this point, I would say. Yeah. Although but, she was on Ambien, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that probably explains that. Zolpidem, like you said. And then also uh, this week, very sadly, a guy fell. He basically walked off of his third-story hotel room in Majorca. And just, like, broke a leg. And hit his head, too. And hit his head. And his girlfriend, just, like, this. she woke up to find her boyfriend had gone out the window. Yeah. Awful. (laughs) That's more than a bruise, my friend.
1: And if you like connecting podcasts, there was a guy um, in England in Hartlepool, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, And on um, (laughs) Holy Island at the Crown and Anchor. On Holy Island, off north the Northumberland coast, he woke up in quicksand. <laughs> Actually, yeah. he sli- he sl- he drank too much, <laughs> but then he sl- he sleepwalked. He sw past tense um, into the uh, marshland and found himself waking up in the in, sinking in quicksand or in, yeah. trapped in quicksand. Crazy. And the guy was smart enough to know that you stop struggling uh-huh. and lie flat. I and wonder if he would listen, Was a fan. Wouldn't that be something? It's possible, Chuck, because this just happened, right? It yeah. was um, August 11th. Uh-huh. I wonder. So, uh, Sleepwalker Stephen Rook, if you listen to this podcast, right. let us know if
0: we <laughs> saved your life. Put the bottle down, for yeah. goodness sakes.
1: Yeah, well, he said he did. He said he uh, spent the next day in bed, and uh, he was avoiding alcohol for a long time and wants to thank everyone,
0: a friend said. Yeah, he'll be back on the sauce this weekend, Totally. I <laughs> I've said that before, too. Yeah. Uh, my uncle actually was a famous sleepwalker in my family. He, um, my uncle Steve, who you know as the guy who's helped us out before with some stuff, the guy we bought scotch for, AKA. Oh yeah. Uh, he had a few incidences when he was young, and uh, one time they found tracks in the snow leading from his house. So he went. Apparently, he said he went out to see if it was snowing. Uh, another time, he <sighs> fell asleep on the couch after school, got up and ate dinner. And then later on woke up and said, hey, what's for dinner tonight? And they're like, what? You just had scallops. <laughs> and uh, another was time. Was
1: scallops specifically? That's what he
0: said. What? I asked him today. Uh, and then another time he was going to the store with my grandfather and he fell asleep in the car on the way to the store and then woke up like in the shop that they were going to, like at the counter paying for something. Weird. What was he buying? I think he said uh, tickets to like a Danny Thomas uh, benefit show or something. <laughs> It was like the early 60s. Yeah, I think pretty ticket. much everybody was
1: sleepwalking
0: in that line. Yeah, that's a hot ticket in Memphis, though, back in the day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah? And I used to sleepwalk. All right, let's hear it. Well, I, a couple of times I'd gotten up and just gone out to my—we had a, a split level, so I'd go out to the banister overlooking our den and just start yelling things. <laughs> and um, another time, I specifically remember I got up—I mean, I remember after it, obviously. Uh, I got up and I got ready for school. And took a shower and got dressed. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, that was weird. I must have dreamt that. And I saw like the wet towel and my clothes on the floor. You looked
1: down and you had your saddle
0: shoes on. You are like, dun, dun, dun. I was like clutching shampoo. (laughs) So I, I don't sleepwalk anymore though. I sleep talk though. Do you? Oh yeah. I do too. So does Emily. I think a lot of people sleep talk. I, That's probably. no big deal. Yeah. What do you say in your sleep?
1: Um, Yumi actually likes to use her iPhone to record me sleep talking. Yeah, and she fun. loves to share it with everybody who will listen. I've never heard. Has of. actually emailed the sound clips to people before, but there's this one of me like just muttering, and all of a sudden I go tootsie roll pop, and then that was it. <laughs> I have no idea why. Why am I not on that email? That's disappointing. I don't know. I'm sure I could get it for you. Chuck, Lastly, Chuck, there's one a point that I found fascinating, which is people have always thought and still probably think, because we're dumb, that um, you act out your dreams while you're sleepwalking. Not true. Nah. The point that Katie Lambert makes is your brain's not really active. It's it's in this low delta wave that you couldn't possibly be dreaming in. So you're right. not actually acting out your dreams. But there is a disorder called R. E. M. sleep disorder where you actually are acting out your dreams. Right. It's the it's a sleepwalking that occurs in that in That phase of sleep, the REM phase, right, where your brain's active but your body's not supposed to be, right. So you are really wound up if you have yeah. an REM sleep disorder. You really need to give up the trumpet immediately.
0: Yeah, that's when you like wake up and you're uh, you're dreaming that you're you know cutting uh, wood for the fire and you're like chopping your wife's leg with your hand. Right, exactly. And she goes, "What are you doing?" That's not what she's saying. I say, "I'm cutting wood, babe." You say, "I'm correcting you." <laughs>
1: All right. Well, that's it for sleepwalking. Um, I can virtually guarantee you guys will email us your sleepwalking story. So please do. If you want to learn more about sleepwalking and read a page that didn't make it into this podcast yeah. at all about sleepwalking in the arts. Organically did not make it in.
0: I guess you could call it organic. Well, We didn't say let's not include that.
1: Just go ahead and type <laughs> in sleepwalking. That's one word. Or try SW past tense and see what happens Um, into the handy search bar at howstuffworks.com and I said I wasn't going to use handy anymore either way this
0: we've arrived at listener mail that's right Uh, Josh going to call this uh, pot growing granny and this is from KM that's cryptic yeah it is Uh, hi guys I literally just finished listening to your how grow houses work and I couldn't resist sending you this story my grandmother has always been an avid gardener, and avid gardener. She was very interested in pretty plants and had learned at some point that marijuana was a very beautiful plant. Uh, so she decided she wanted to grow some just for the sole purpose of seeing what it looked like firsthand. Huh. Now, where would a middle-aged woman in eastern Pennsylvania get seeds to grow pot? From my college-age mother, of course. My mom, though, was not a smoker by any means. So when she asked to find, she was asked to find pot seeds... She, of course, pawned the task off to, to her frat, bro, uh, frat member boyfriend, who later would become my father. Hmm. Uh, my father was also not a smoker, but he had a frat brother that was known to partake in this uh, particular lifestyle, <laughs> and he has always only been known as Bob O. in my family, which I think is pretty cryptic. So Bob O. got him some seeds for the grandmother. She planted them, began growing pot in her yard, uh, to the dismay of my grandfather, who was good friends with the chief of police and the mayor. Wow. Uh The plants grew beautifully in the open air of my grandmother's garden. They live pretty close to the center of the city. And as far as I know, there was no attempt to obscure them from being seen. Uh, the plug was pulled, though, when my grandfather decided that come winter, the, uh, well, the grandmother said, we got to bring them inside this winter. And granddad <laughs> says, no, we're not bringing those inside. So they went to the compost pile. Or that's what, that's <laughs> what the kid was told. And her glaucoma got much worse. Right, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, thanks for that. Who wrote that, KM? KM. Thank you, KM, for your cryptic email. We appreciate that one. Um, if you have a story about your grandmother breaking the law, we want to hear it. Uh, send it in an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com.
0: Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works.